Hey guys, welcome to the sixth episode of season two of Get This Cake Podcast. I hope you are having a fantastic Tuesday and your week is off to a great start. And guess what? We have another guest today. Woo! Introducing Plush. You might know her from TikTok. Hey girl. Hey guys, what's poppin'? It's Plush here. You know, um, I hope you guys are having an amazing Tuesday and I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for coming all the way out here. I know we are like opposite ends, but like, girl, I remember when I saw you on TikTok for the first time back in November, I was like, holy shit, this girl's content is unreal. Like literally, I I will attach her like TikTok on uh, the description of this episode. You guys have to go check her out if you haven't seen her already. But I knew right away, like season one, I was like, this is entertainment and this is a girl i need to know i need to have her as a friend she needs to be on the show right now oh thank you so much for this opportunity yeah i tried the the tiktok stuff you know i wanted to do some comedy i wanted to get my music out there um yeah i enjoyed tiktok it's pretty cool (laughs) so how did you get started all right so um i got started kind of in winter time fall winter um, I was kind of depressed. I'm like, damn, there's not much to do with my days. Corona's kind of taking up so much of my time. I don't have a job right now. I was going through some mental stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Let me just try this TikTok stuff. I'm like, it could help me get my music out there. And one of my boys, he was really popping in the TikTok industry. And he's like, yeah, you got to try this. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, let me let me come up by myself. Let me come up by myself uh-huh. first. And then we could collab and stuff. So basically I just, it got me a chance to wake up every morning and just Mm. do something different. Um, I didn't really have nothing to wake up to. I didn't really have no friends, to be honest. I don't really have no one really around me like that. So I basically woke up and I'm like, okay, let me make a TikTok today. And it got me a chance to get out of bed, you know? I was like, I was so scared to like actually start it because I, I like, and I think I've said this before, like I thought it was always like an app for like kids, like the Gen Zs, you know what I mean? And I was just like, how the I was like, how the fuck does this shit work? You know what I mean? What's a transition? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't really know like how to use the app. And like you started in the winter as well, like of 2020. Yeah, I just recently started. Um, I don't know the exact month right now, but I'm pretty sure it was like fall, winter. Um, it was pretty cold outside. And yeah, I definitely thought TikTok was a thing for kids. I'm like, listen, I can't be <laughs> I can't be hopping on this app right now. Like, I, I don't know, like, what am I going to do, dance? And then I'm like, I'm like, nah, you know what? Like, I want to, I'm a funny person. I love to laugh. I'm like, you know yeah. what? Let me try some comedy, you know? Let me try something different. You don't always have to go on TikTok and dance. You know, there's so much different niches you could do, yeah. business, everything, you know? It took me a little while to realize that, that it just like, it wasn't just for kids. Like, there was an algorithm and it would pick up on like, what you wanted and when I first like started using TikTok it was probably around the same time as you and I had by accident I did have like this one video of my friend and it ended up on straight out of six and I was like oh my god this shit fucking blew up and then I didn't I didn't know what I was going to and then I felt like I had to keep on making content and somehow I came across all these like American TikTokers mm-hmm. on my FYP but I didn't really find like a whole lot of people like here in Toronto and if I did find other Toronto creators they were like guys right like I didn't know any other like 
female creators on the platform that were making quality content, stuff that like I was actually into until I saw I saw one of your videos. And I think it was like about like the type of Toronto hands you might come across. I was like, damn, this bitch is, she's saying everything that I've been feeling for the past like eight months, nine months of being here. I was like, oh my God. Like, and I remember reaching out to you. And when I started seeing more of your content, I realized you were doing like music as well. So do you, you, you rap, you write, like how long have you also been doing music? Okay, so I would say I've always been um, a musical kid. I played guitar when I was younger for like my whole life. I played a little bit of piano and stuff like that, but it's not like as relevant as my guitar. Um, I started off singing um, and then I kind of, my, my top artist was Nicki Minaj, okay? <laughs> when I was younger, Nicki Minaj was the queen. She still is the queen. She was popping. So, you know, I started to rap super Let's bass. Let's go to the beach, beach. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm like, you know what? Like, I started rapping super bass. I'm like, I could rap. Like, I could rap. So I'm like, you know what? Like, I started to write music. I actually started with poetry when I was younger. And then it kind of built up. Um, It definitely built up to rapping. And right away, shout out to Straight Out of the Six. Shout out to Six Buzz. <laughs> shout out to Six Wars. Shout out to all these Toronto pages who support and uplift the city. You already know. Um, cheers to that. Cheers to that. Cheers you already know. That. Keep the city popping. You feel me? <laughs> But yeah, because yeah, I saw, I, I also started to see like your stuff on Six Buzz, and I like, you know, I, I would see like other girls on there, but I mean, nothing like your stuff. Like it was actually like quality content, and I that's what really like gravitated me towards you because I did poetry as well, and I always needed like an outlet for that, right? Like coming here. I had nothing, right? So being able to find like other creatives and other females that were in the city that were entertainers and actually not just like, you know, mu music video girls, right? Let's say that, not to say that that isn't talent, but it ain't talent. You know what I mean, right? And so I was just like, that was like the biggest thing that I was like, all right, how do we get plush on the show? Um, so tell me a little bit more about like so i know like on tiktok you do a lot of comedy skits and your music is is totally different right um what is the type of things that you like to talk about in your music and um have you thought about like what was the biggest thing that made you want to like start promoting your music like on tiktok and like on instagram Okay, so um, before TikTok, I definitely started off with my music. Like, my music was my main priority. Um, I released my first track over two years ago. I mostly rapped about my experience, what I went through. Um, I was living pretty rough at the time, so I was rapping more about that. I would say my music that's going to come out now is a little bit more heartfelt, um, a little bit more different than my usual trap music mm. stuff. So... Would you say like, because you know, I always talk about how like being on social media, we only share like what we think people are want to see. We don't always show like the ugly stuff. Did you like start using music as an outlet to be able to show that um, what you were going through or what your experience were to be able to story tell? Like how has that really helped you? Um, Cause I, you know, for me, like, Yes, I love to talk about funny things here on the podcast, but my podcast is my mental health outlet. 
Would you say that you use music in the same way? Yes, I definitely use music in the same way. So when I was younger, I lost my mom at a very young age. So I used poetry to kind of write about that. that. No problem. I used poetry to start kind of like expressing my feelings towards that, like experience, mm. like experiencing death at a young age. I don't think anyone deserves to go through that. And my heart is to anyone who went through that. Mm-hmm. Um, so my TikTok, I started to do more mental health um areas i wanted to talk more about my bpd i would definitely want to talk more about certain things i went through like domestic mm-hmm. i definitely want to bring that to my music my music i have out right now um i do not have that much out right now but when i do release you guys already know there's gonna be majority of stories in there i'm definitely gonna speak my my words speak my truth and yeah thank you so much for like feeling comfortable being able to share that and like I'm so sorry that happened to you. And I did see that like you were starting to talk about mental health and that's not fucking easy. It's not. And like, I don't even feel like I've even talked about that personally, like on my show or like on my platforms. Um, it does, it does take a lot of vulnerability and I like to say vulnerability is strength. Um, I, for those who may not know, like you said, you suffer from BDP, right? So by B, what is it? Sorry, bipolar. No, so it's actually it's actually borderline personality disorder. Yeah, and it's like the stigma on it is is insane. People never really understand it. It's one of the most hardest illnesses to diagnose. Um, How would you describe it? Because I don't really know that much about it. I personally have anxiety and depression and. I started to suffer with that mm-hmm. at a very early age. I would say like at 14. Mm-hmm. And I remember with like my depression, it would keep me in my bed. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would keep me in my bed and I wouldn't feel like I had any motivation to do anything. But then my anxiety would be like, you got to fucking do it. You're not going to be like, you're yeah, gonna be nobody. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. That has always been my struggle. And I, you know, I went through therapy. I've, I've done medication. I, I try to, you know, do self-help it's been a journey right and it's one of those things that like I don't know in your experience but I had to cope and come with the terms that it's something that's always going to be there like it doesn't have a cure Mm -hmm. like when did you start to notice like if you don't mind sharing Mm -hmm. if that's okay that you had borderline personality disorder Mm -hmm. and like how do you deal with it? How do you cope with it? Like, how would you describe that to the audience? Okay, so right away, I would describe borderline personality disorder as a super, super strong feeling of abandonment. So most of us went through trauma in our childhood. Some, some there's that percentage of people who have not went through trauma and still have BPD, but majority do. And essentially, it's a super strong feeling of abandonment. Mm-hmm very that's like your biggest fear you're terrified of being abandoned Mm. there's so much things that come with bpd dissociation self-identity crisis depression anxiety um i would say i definitely noticed something was wrong with me when i was younger um especially with my friends in elementary school with relationships in high school um the habits that i've done were just not normal for um, a younger kid, but I actually only got diagnosed after my domestic violence. Wow. So I never seeked mental health. I I knew something was definitely up. Just some of the things I would do um, was very, very suicidal, not like normal. You knew something was wrong. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, 
kids with BPD normally they could bite themselves, pull their hair out, just little things that now when I do research on BPD, I'm like, wow, that is me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, yeah, I was actually recently diagnosed um, two, three years ago. I tried every single medication there is. Um, it did not work for me. Wow. I would recommend dialective therapy. Um, getting a psychiatrist, definitely someone to talk to, to work out your habits because dialective therapy has been very, very, um, good for people who have DPT. Yeah. I've only started, like, I've only done a little bit research on DPT, but I haven't actually done the classes yet. Because the diagnosis is so recent. It's new. Yeah. I'm like, I'm really like proud of you. You know, some people suffer with mental health all their life and don't seek those answers. And so like, I'm definitely like really proud of you for being able to take those steps to get the help that you need it. For me, I, it took me also a very long time. And like, I definitely sympathize and understand that whole feeling of like, I don't feel right, but I don't know what this Mm -hmm. is. And I think that came from the stigma around mental health. And I felt like embarrassed almost Mm -hmm that I was going through this and and I felt very alone. Like, you know, I was seeing these symptoms of anxiety and depression, but I didn't want to admit that I had a problem because it's not a problem, mm-hmm. right? It's actually not a problem. Society wants us to see it as a problem. And so the idea of like going to a therapist, for me, it worked for a bit, but unfortunately I would only be able to get to see my therapist like once a month or once like sorry like twice a month so like I would be good for like my session I'd be good for like the week and then the band-aid was like done you know I would go back and to my behaviors and to the symptoms of it until my next session and it just felt like this continuous cycle of like a band-aid and then I was like okay I'm also kind of scared to try medication because I didn't want to be dependent on it And so it's definitely like a long journey and like going through it at a young age and going through, you know, understanding like your traumas as a kid. Like I definitely can relate to that and like being able to speak about it now. It's a it's a fucking journey. (laughs) It really is. And like I'm definitely proud that you're able to talk about it now. Now, you said that it really um, came to light to you when you experienced like domestic violence. How did it affect you in your relationship? Okay, so BPD has affected all of my relationships horribly. Um, BPD has affected all of my relationships inside and out. It's a, it's, um, it affected them mentally, physically. I get very angry, um, jealous, mm. envious. BPD releases a lot of emotions and we feel the emotions very deeply. Every single emotion we feel deeply. So I would say I'm not the easiest to handle, no. But I there's a there's a level between disrespect and respect, right? Mm, no one exactly. Yeah, so you definitely know the difference. Um, but my domestic forced me to seek um help because essentially I was keeping it a secret. I'm like, you know what? I'm going through this. I'm not gonna tell no one. People think I'm just mentally ill. So when I did go to the hospital with bruises and all this nonsense, I would say, oh, I did it myself. I hurt myself. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, I was going through domestic violence. So um, I would say self-harm definitely came as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Not only was I uh, experiencing domestic, but I would hurt myself as well because I felt as if wow, I just want to end my life. I do not want to wake up today and get 
beat by this man. I don't want to deal with this anymore. I don't know how to get out. I don't know how to. So um, eventually the truth just spilled out. And yeah, I finally came out with the truth. Wow. You know, I need help. I have BPD, but I'm also going through this. Wow. And I, yeah, so I, I essentially got diagnosed with BPD and I thought it was a wrong diagnosis because of the domestic. But when I seeked more psychiatrists, is definitely the diagnosis. I like, I don't want to make assumptions and I just, I want to ask you because I've had experience with um, violent people and uh, domestic violence in my life before, but the number one thing I do recognize with those narcissistic individuals is that they're pro gaslighters. They're pro, pro, pro gaslighters. Do you think they never like, in my experience, and I don't know if you can relate to this, but they didn't give a fuck about mental health. They didn't give a fuck about like maybe something I was going through. Do you think they would try to make you feel crazy instead of understanding and validating you and gaslight you to think that you were the problem when they could have just understood what you're going through? Um, okay, so me and narcissist, I would say that there's two type of narcissists. In my opinion, there's the smart narcissist and there's the stupid narcissist. <laughs> now the stupid narcissist, I've dated those before. They come out right away. You know, they're narcissists and you kind of just dash them. The smart narcissist learn about you. They're, they're they like a game of chess. Exactly. They like study you. Chess. They study you. They know exactly how you feel. They know exactly your weaknesses and they pretend to care about your mental health while at the same time completely destroying your mental health. So my my narcissist at the time was very smart. He had everyone in on the game. Um, this girl's mentally ill. She's bashing herself. I'm nice guy. Um, oh, I do care about your feelings, but you know, you need help yourself. It was all um, a game. It was all a cycle and it was a never ending cycle. And that's gaslighting. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it it's was gaslighting. gaslighting. The gaslighting was horrible. Um, I can't really remember specific details about gaslighting right this second, but the gaslighting was horrible. Yeah. It was horrible. And I was so brainwashed. It took me, I would say over a year of therapy because I was so brainwashed. Like I deserve to get beat. I'm the problem. He's beating me because of me. Like I am making him hurt me. I'm making him so mad. Meanwhile, this person is just needs to deal with their demons by themselves. It's you know? internal projection. So you you really feel yeah. the gaslighting of I am crazy. I am the reason that this person is not loyal to me. I'm the reason that this person is beating on me. I'm the reason that this person is disrespecting his family. No. Honey, it's not you at all. And no, I just want to let women yeah. know, please, it takes a long time to get out of these situations. And I know people tell you to just leave. And I know it's harder than that. And it it's 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 yeah. hard because you feel isolated. Yeah. And they're like, they're pretty pro at making you feel isolated mm -hmm. in that. Because I mean, I feel like this is something that I could talk about forever, but those type of individuals, it's like they know how to bring you to that edge and they know how to bring you right back right they want you to be dependent on them but at the same time simultaneously these people that make us feel like we are the crazy ones that we are the ones who are uh that that need help that we are the problem those are just internal projections of the individuals that need therapy the most mm -hmm. right Definitely. they are the ones who need therapy the most and it's like 
you you don't realize it until you're able to notice it from outside the box. You don't realize it until you're able to look at the situation once you get out of it. And I want to be able to thank you for being able to talk about me- mental health on such a public platform because guys, I think you're at like 50k on TikTok yeah, now. Yeah, just, Congratulations. I'm so proud of you that like, and it goes back to what I like to say, vulnerability is strength. Like, thank you for being able to um, open that door. Did you have like a bunch of girls come in your DMs when you did start making those type of TikToks that weren't comedy? Yeah, I definitely had a lot of people come to me for BPD. I had a lot of women come to me for their domestic. And I just want to say I appreciate every single one of you. But I also want to say I want you guys to watch out for the red flags. A little slap at the beginning is a red flag. A little push at the beginning is a red flag. Please watch out for that. Even little verbal remarks. He's putting you down right away. Please dash that. All of that adds up to mental and physical abuse. And I also want to tell the women out there that there are helplines. There are women centers. And there are places that you can go for help. Good for you. Like, thank you. Thank you for being able to like share that story and uh, be able to like disclose those details. Now, um, before we had our interview, I know you're just super busy girl. You have a lot going on. You say you have some tracks coming out, right? And you're also in school. Um, What are you studying right now? Okay, so I'm studying my um, Bachelor's of Arts in Psychology, and I'm almost done my Bachelor's. I did two years of kinesiology. I majored, and then I minored in psych. And then after my domestic, I knew for sure that I wanted to help women. Um, Yeah, I hope that I could get this music popping. I hope that I could get this social media popping, and I hope that I could open women's centers around the city, you know? I hope that I could really bring awareness to domestic violence because so many women go through this. And yeah, it's not okay. Men go through it too, you guys. I just want to say men go through abuse mm. too. Mental, physical, and please know the, know the red flags, guys. For real. Know the red flags. And like sometimes abusers are victims of abuse themselves. And yeah, um, men for a long time don't even... There isn't... I yeah. feel like there is resources for women, but there isn't enough for men. No, right? there's and not. We, we need to start raising these boys to know that when they're going through these issues at a young age that they can seek help and then there needs to be places for men to feel comfortable going mm-hmm. to. Um, like, so you're in school, you're, you're a creator. Um, what is like the number one track that we need to listen to right now? Um, I Where can say, we find your music, sis? Okay, so you can find my music on every single platform, you guys, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, all of that. Um, I would say if you want like, a chill, like, vibey song. Remy's good. I would say if you want more of, like, a in-my-feelings type of song, I would say Big Big Moves. But Big I'm about moves. to release a song called Finest. You guys already know in a few weeks. And, yeah, that's going to be my upcoming single. I kind of have to when have, like, a comeback. Um, Probably the end of April, early May, I would say. I I'm would looking say. forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Is it going to be on Spotify, SoundCloud? Where can we find this? Yeah, it's going to be on every single platform, you guys. It's going to be on every single platform. And, you know, you guys, like like I said, I'm going to put her, like, handle in uh, the description of this episode. But uh, she's also on live a lot. Like, definitely fun vibes. Like, I will be watching, like, your lives, listening to the beats in the background, doing my makeup before I go out. Like, literally, like, so talented. Now- 
So I think I've like definitely asked you like a lot of like really deep questions, but like you did say you've been in the music game for a bit. You said you started off with guitar. Okay, Taylor Swift. And then you made your way to piano. Okay, Beethoven. And then you're like, all right, let me do rap. So like you've been in the music industry way longer than like, I would say like entertaining it in comedy as a very multi-talented creator. What advice would you give me? Okay, so the advice I would give you, number one, is use your platforms to your advantage. So what happened to me is Instagram was not working for me. Snapchat, Snapchat is was popping before. It was not popping now. Um, so what I did is I kind of went to the most popping platform right now, which was TikTok. So um, not that I'm saying I would recommend you make a TikTok, but I would recommend you use your biggest platform that you have. Doesn't matter if it's 100 followers versus like, 3000 it doesn't matter use the biggest one you have right now to keep expanding and also i think for you and your podcast interviews with other people are very beneficial for you you get more exposure that way i would say exposure is number one in this city sometimes it's not what you do it's who you know mm. and it's crazy and i literally think that's one of the best advice um also don't worry about none of these people talking they're gibberish these haters none of yeah. that just keep grinding and use your platforms to your advantage and keep um, promoting and keep collabing. I remember when I got my first hate comment on TikTok and I was like, oh, okay, I'm starting to grow now. But like, how do you, like, like there is, there's competition in the city, right? And there's different types of artists. So like, how do you keep yourself separate from them? Okay, so I feel like we all stand for different things, especially um, there's a lot of artists in the city that do certain things, stand for certain stuff. I think that our individuality is um, surrounded by what we really stand for and what we want to um, elevate within ourselves. To keep yourself different, I would say literally just be yourself. I feel like Toronto has a certain vibe. Toronto definitely has a certain lingo, a certain vibe, you feel me? Um when you're born and raised here, that's how you're going to speak. But to everyone is to keep different. I would definitely say just keep what you stand for so close to you. Mm. Whatever you stand for, what your morals are, don't change your morals for anybody. You see all these girls, all these mans, they be doing, they be doing stuff. You feel me? They be selling kitty. They be pimping. That's not you. Don't do it. You don't have to level up to these people. You don't have to do what they do i feel like toronto's a very hateful city i feel like like you could be beside a block and the block beside you just your ox you feel me Mm -hmm. toronto's a very complicated city and a very violent city and i would um recommend you know you stay in your own lane you stay to Mm -hmm. yourself and you grind and you elevate by yourself you keep elevating i feel like i have some listeners in the states and like I feel like the type of music and the and the type of people that come out of like New York or like LA, they like to see each other grow. And I feel like in Toronto, it's the opposite of that. Like, it, you know, we have quite a bit of violence here when it comes to these artists. It's like nobody wants to see anyone grow here. Definitely an industry that I don't know too much about, but I've been exposed enough to know that the def- uh, the different groups of uh, artists that do come out of the city, it, it's always like, it's one man for himself. And if you're not supporting, if you don't want to support another artist, 
you're trying to copycat you're trying to ride that you know that tail you're that trying to wave, you're that trying wave. To ride their wave exactly did you have like that type of experience as an artist when you were coming out and do you feel like do you have any challenges with other artists trying to copy your wave or like trying to get your clout okay so i feel like right away um nobody really gets respected in toronto until you make it to the usa you see all these big artists right when they make it to the usa they get respect um and i think that's very sad in in terms of like my city like i yeah. feel like the support is definitely slacking and then i feel like there's, people are talented yeah here, i feel right? like there's a lot of people who they do um do stuff just to kind of get a little bit of clout but it never sticks you feel yeah. me in terms of riding other people's wave like people think you're copying people i don't think i ever really like people relate me to bad baby you know oh is this the bad baby of toronto it's like no i'm myself you feel I me i didn't even see that that is it's so funny what? to me or like the usa people call me trisha you know like <laughs> like like a white thing trying to be black first of all i'm egyptian and hungarian y'all but yeah, the thing is, it's just, I don't think I would ever try to ride someone's wave. The pressure is definitely there. I feel like the pressure in Toronto is massive. Um, but no, I don't think I really had a lot of um, pressure not being myself. You feel me? Like, I feel like people relate me to other people. Um, people relate any female who shows their body in this city. They think they're telly tings. Like, you guys need to chill. You feel me? I don't think that's... Well, that was one of the first things I actually noticed about you was your uniqueness that you weren't trying to be the fucking next chromas. You weren't trying to be the next this or that. You know what I mean? You are plush. You are who you are. That is your brand. And I, I noticed that with every platform I saw you on, I noticed that with every piece of work I saw you produce, it wasn't anything that I did see before. And like I said, yes, I am like new to the city. So the industry is new to me, but I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your growth and I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show today sis and like we already like us we're already cooking up something else for you like I don't think this is gonna be her last time on the show and I just want to see I just want to see shout out to my block shout out to Western Road you guys feel me I love you guys you guys are my community you guys help me grow you guys are you guys help me become who I am today and shout out to the West Side, baby. And thank you so much for this opportunity, sis. Yes, and you sis. guys, you guys already know we're gonna have so much stuff in store for you guys. This podcast is cheers to that. Cheers to success. Cheers, cheers to, to growth. Success. Cheers to 2021. Guys, check out Plush right now. You can find her on all streaming platforms. She's only going up from here. Thank you so much uh, for being big, real with big us. Big moves, baby. Big, big, big moves. moves. Big, big moves. You already know. And remember, guys. You can have your cake and you, you can, can eat, eat it, it too. too. <laughs> <laughs>